0: Hi, welcome back to Daily Manna, this is Alan, and today we'll be getting into James chapter 1. I'm excited about getting into this book because for many believers, this is their favorite book. And when you ask some what book of the Bible they want to read, a lot of people respond, the book of James. Well, why is this book so popular? As an overview, if you read the book of James, we all can see that it's an awesome presentation of Christian conduct. And some may even say that this conduct that is presented is very proper and even perfect. And in looking at this Christian conduct that's presented, we can see that James mentions things in a very instructional way. The things he mentions are not just theoretical, but they're very practical, meaning a lot of these things can be applied in our daily living. I'm reminded of 2 Timothy 3.16, which says all scripture is God-breathed and profitable for teaching, for conviction, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. In reading chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, we see that James instructs us to count it as joy when we pass through sufferings, because all the sufferings perfect and prove our faith, which works out endurance. In verse 5, we should ask God for wisdom if we lack it. In verses 13 and 18, there's some instruction regarding resisting temptation. And in verse 19, we see there's instruction concerning being quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. I don't know about you, but after reading verses like these within me, there's an amen. I should exhibit and express all these Christian virtues that are being spoken about. All these matters that James writes about really portray this kind of perfect Christian living and conduct, and I think we can all easily see and easily identify with these things. However, after digging into James a little bit more, I appreciate seeing that there is something deeper and something more than mere instruction concerning perfect Christian living, and that something is a warning. That can help all of us for the rest of our Christian life but to understand and really see this warning we have to see that the writer James who is actually the flesh brother of the Lord Jesus was someone who did not have a clear view concerning God's New Testament economy or God's New Testament plan another way to say it is that James was not very clear and even somewhat mixed up concerning his view of what God wanted and what God was trying to do, what was on God's heart. The reason for this is because in his writing, you get a sense that he still had a regard and he still held on to a lot of elements of Judaism. In the first verse of James, he addresses the Jewish believers as the 12 tribes. For James to call these believers in Christ the 12 tribes, which is what God's chosen people were called in the Old Testament, indicates that he lacked a clear view concerning the distinction between Christians and Jews. Apparently James did not see that in the New Testament God had delivered and separated the Jewish believers from all the other Jews. There was no longer the 12 tribes, in God's eyes The Jewish believers were no longer part of the Jewish people as a whole, but they were called out and part of the one church. We know in Colossians that there's no Jew, there's no Greek in the church, in the one new man. Yet James had a regard and held on to the aspect of the Jewish culture. We can also see that James was sympathetic to Judaism and compromised with it in looking at chapter 21 of Acts James and the other elders told Paul that there were thousands of Jewish believers who were zealous for the Old Testament law. Does that raise any red flags to you? Why would James be excited to report that there were thousands of believers who cared about the Old Testament law? We know that when Christ came, he came to replace, to fulfill, and even abolish the law of commandments and ordinances. John 1:17 says that the law was given through Moses, but grace and reality came through Jesus Christ. In the New Testament, God doesn't care about trying to fulfill just outward laws, trying to be better, to be justified by the law. No, God cares for grace, the enjoyment of Christ. So in reading Acts 21 we can see that with James and those in Jerusalem, The spiritual sky concerning what God was doing and what God wanted was not so clear. Although these ones were genuine believers, they had a regard concerning the law and keeping the law, which is something of Judaism. So after all this background concerning James, what's the warning? Well, the warning is that we can strive for and even emphasize all these perfect Christian virtues yet not have a clear view concerning God's economy or God's plan and desire. On the one hand, we can strive, like many believers, to be godly like James. We can love God, trust God, we can pray in faith and strive for so many other Christian perfect virtues, but we can miss out and know nothing about what's on God's heart and what His plan is. On the other hand, maybe we know a lot about God's economy. We've heard a lot concerning God's desire because we've listened to all the Daily Mana podcasts of every chapter on the New Testament and we've begun to see that God cares for Christ and he cares for the built-up church as the expression and representation of Christ on the earth. But we lack Christian virtues and are very loose concerning our daily living and behavior. So in this case, we definitely need the book of James to instruct us and perfect us in our Christian living. Hopefully, we can have this kind of view in reading this book. May we all be helped to see a perfect and practical Christian living. Yet may we not simply strive for such a living and miss out on seeing God's economy on seeing God's heart's desire. Again, I just want to read this verse in 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture, or the book of James, is profitable for teaching, for conviction, for correction. That's the warning. It's a correction. And also for instruction in righteousness. Well, that's all the time we have. Keep enjoying the Bible.